step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Carrie Lutz's Financial Survival Network, where you get valuable information you just can't find anywhere else. To thrive in today's trying times, you need the Financial Survival Network, now more than ever. Go to FinancialSurvivalNetwork.com and get your free newsletter and gift. Financial Survival Network, now more than ever. Welcome. You are listening to the Financial Survival Network. I'm Kerry Lutz. Today is 4-15-2021. I was going to say it was tax day, but uh, COVID and all, you know things are serious when they actually delay tax day. And that's what's happened again this year. But uh, hey, COVID will come and go but uh, the tax day is going to become a tax day and remain that way forever, or at least until until otherwise noticed. And well, there's a trend out there with COVID companies uh, incentivizing their employees to get vaccinated. And if you've been uh, subject to this type of carrot stick type approach we'd like to know about it just send us an email to my personal email address kl at carrylutz.com right now with us is john bell of the john bell law group uh, john you specialize in labor law and we've got this maybe alarming trend or maybe it's a unique trend i don't know but companies are actually paying their employees to to get the vaccine uh, is that a little strange? It is a little strange, and it's a little bit unique. Uh, but that's uh, the company's decision to try to solve this problem that they have, that they want employees to get vaccinated. They don't want to force their hand. They want to make it seem like it's still voluntary. So they're offering this incentive. Now, uh, federal law and EEOC are looking into it and haven't even given an opinion yet as to the legality uh, of it, so that should be coming out soon. But realistically, uh, employers should know that they may face uh, some issues with respect to liability. For example, when you have an hourly employee and you give them a hundred dollar or two hundred dollar bonus to get the vaccine, that's now makes it a non-discretionary bonus, which has to be calculated in their hourly wage. And if that employee worked more than 40 hours a week, their overtime rate of time and a half may now have changed. And if you have a couple of employees, well, not a big deal. But if you're dealing with hundreds of employees, uh, that adds up and the company could be on the hook for major 
major litigation and damages uh, in as far as back wages and attorney's fees as a result. Now, uh, just should be known, employers can mandate employees to get the vaccine without any type of financial incentive or otherwise. They're allowed to do it. Employees at will. The only difference or distinguishing factor that a, that an employer has to consider is if the person can't get the vaccine due to a disability or due to some religious beliefs. In that situation, the employer may have to offer them some type of uh, accommodation uh, based upon the uh, religious uh, or uh, disability uh, exemption. So it's kind of like a conscientious objector uh exemption, if you will, right? Uh, religious beliefs uh, prevent you from getting it. I guess if you're a, um, a Christian scientist or Jehovah's Witness, perhaps, uh, is that how it works? Yes. And, uh, you know, it, it has to be a true belief. You can't just say it's a religious belief just to avoid getting the vaccine. Uh, in other words, if, 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 in fact, you've gotten other vaccines in the past, um, that's going to dissuade a reasonable facts finder to believe that you're just making it up for the point that you don't want to get this particular vaccine. Uh, but even going back to the incentive pay, they have to consider that too, because if someone has a bona fide religious belief or needs an accommodation, let's say for some reason they're allergic to whatever's in the vaccine, uh, and you're offering everybody else the incentive for getting the vaccine, then the employer, what they should be doing is offering the incentive to the individuals who can't get vaccinated uh, by letting them undergo some type of training session on, on, on staying safe during COVID or giving them some avenue to collect that incentive so they don't get hit with a reasonable accommodation type lawsuit. Wow. So talk about the law of unintended consequences. Who would think that uh, you're trying to do something to help your employees, help the country, and you can get penalized for it? Yeah, I mean, uh, for, to furthering on that note, what I've seen a lot is, you know, d during the uh, COVID outbreak and continuing to today, um, what's happening is now that offices uh, have been opening up and are open or continue to open up, sometimes uh, as far as the, the employers, the supervisors make decisions not to bring certain people back, whether it be uh, because of the person's age or because of a disability. And they're trying to be sympathetic, saying, OK, you guys don't come to the office. You could continue to work from home but everybody else should come to the office. And, and in fact, the employees, if they didn't request that, they can't be treated differently based on a disability status or an age status. So even though the employer's heart might be in the right place, they might be violating the law and also subject to some damages. Oh, man. Uh, this is like, so what is the best way to handle this? Do you just make it voluntary and hope that as many employees as possible will partake because we see in many instances, first responders, hospitals, uh, police, fire, as many as half of them are refusing to get the vaccine. Uh, it's a bad situation, isn't it? Don't just survive, thrive. The Financial Survival Network. Today's show is brought to you by Mistango River Resources. 
Their flagship projects are located in Kirkland Lake, an established gold camp that has historically produced over 70 million ounces of gold. The Kirkland West project is a high-grade gold project beside Kirkland Lake Gold's world-class Mikasa Gold Mine, one of the highest-grade mines in the world. Umeja Project is an advanced-stage project with 600,000-plus ounces of gold along the Cadillac Break, 25 kilometers east of Mikasa. Their projects have the potential to transform into another world-class mining camp in the Kirkland Lake District. Make sure you go over to mistango.com, that's M-I-S-T-A-N-G-O.com, take a look and sign up for notifications. Stock is traded on the Canadian Stock Exchange, ticker symbol M-I-S. For more information and to sign up for notifications, go to mistango.com. This is the Financial Survival Network, the information you need to thrive now more than ever. It is, and it puts employers in a really tough situation because they, they want to stay safe themselves. They want to make sure that their employees stay safe and, 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 and the customers or clients or the general public also stay safe. So they kind of have their hands tied. You now, some employers might believe also that they don't want to take the vaccine and maybe in that situation they would be more sympathetic to a situation like that. Uh, but uh, otherwise, I mean, you know, everyone's generally an employee at will. If the employer says to continue working here, you must get the vaccine within a certain point of time. And if you refuse, again, absent those exceptions for the religious and disability accommodations, uh, you have to do it or you can leave your employment. Just like an employee could quit at any, any time and the employer has no recourse in that situation as well. Jeez. Uh, Jeez. You know, it's not easy being an employer anymore, is it? No, it's not being easy being an employer. It's not, you know, in all fairness, it's not easy to be an employee during these difficult times, too. You know, if you are, you know, let's say, for example, you are uh, somebody who lives with uh, an elderly parent and your employer is requiring you uh, to come to work. Now, you don't fit under the religious accommodation and you, and you don't you are yourself, you're not of age, but you're concerned about potentially exposing your elderly parent. There really isn't any any, any fair for, uh, protections that kind of cover the situation. Now, that doesn't mean you can't contact your employer and ask and say, hey, listen, I'm nervous about the situation. Can I work from home? The employer morally could say yes or no, but it's, it's definitely the employer within the employer's discretion to say, no, everybody has to come in. Uh, and in that situation, that employee either has to you know, take that risk uh, or potentially uh, uh, quit their job. Hey, so what about unionized employees uh, where the union has more clout, presumably in these situations? How are they handling this, John? So the unions are doing a decent job because I've been involved on both sides, both uh, management side as well as employee side. They're doing a pretty good job of advocating uh, uh, for their bargaining unit members by, in certain situations, get, getting some type of hazard pay, which is an increased pay, an increased bump up for a period of time because they're essentially, you know, at times they put their life on the lines to ensure that people have adequate uh, access to food and things of that nature. Um, so uh, they've been working on that. As far as 
the vaccines, I, I find that they're pretty much just following uh, federal and state laws and enforcing those laws. Like, let me give you an example. I practice in New York State. It doesn't matter the size of the employer because a lot of a lot of different laws. It depends if you have five employees, ten employees, ninety nine employees, over a hundred employees. And for this situation, it doesn't matter if you go out as an employee and you get a COVID test during work time. You have to be allowed to leave and you have to be paid four hours per shot. So uh, for Moderna and Pfizer, that's a total of eight hours for the two appointments. For Johnson & Johnson, that's one four-hour period. And that specifically does not take away from any other type of leave that you have. So the employer can't substitute uh, annual leave or sick leave or PTO time for that time. Those four hours are totally separate. So I'm getting a lot of calls from employers, especially employers that have a lot of employees, and saying, hey, you know, how many, you know, this is going to cost us a lot of money, but that's the law here in New York. So which, no matter what state you're in, make sure you're updated on federal law, on state law, and also there's like city and local laws that you need to be aware of. Wow, that sounds like quite a mess here, John. Hey, I got a question for you, uh, unrelated to the latest uh, result of the election in Alabama to unionize the Amazon workforce in a certain warehouse. Uh, you have any thoughts about that? I, I, to be uh, candid with you, I haven't been, uh, I haven't followed, been following up on that, uh, but you know, I, I pretty much limited my, my practice to New York, but I mean, uh, you know, I know that there are uh, employers who get into a lot of trouble if they're advocating any employees that they're not allowed to unionize there are specific rules that employees are allowed to talk about their wages with other employees and what they're being paid. Uh, and if employers come out, sometimes they have it in their handbook that employees are not allowed to discuss salaries or terms and conditions of employment. And those have been struck down uh, as uh, illegal provisions and, and, and they could be putting themselves in jeopardy, uh, specifically looking at these uh, anti-union uh, type uh, provisions. Wow. Yeah, well, it's a complex world to do business in, even if you're Amazon. And so if you're an employee and you're in this situation, just getting back to the vaccines, you're in that situation where Either your employer is mandating it or you feel you don't want to do it. What should you do? Well, uh, you know, it depends on the employers, uh, what the employers are requiring. If they actually mandate it and you don't have any type of disability or religious belief, you would be entitled to an exemption. Uh, your your choices are very limited. Either you get the vaccine or you resign or, 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 or potentially get terminated uh, upon your refusal to be vaccinated. As far as the incentives go, the incentives are discretionary. You, you don't, the employee is not forced to do it. It's not, it's not mandatory. So they can either, if they want the financial benefit and that persuades them to take the vaccine, they can go. If they decide not to do it, at least at this time, and understand that company policy could change, at this time they don't have to do it, but then they won't be entitled to get the financial incentive. Oh, wow. All right. Well, hey, <laughs> a lot of things that we never thought of. Uh, amazing what a pandemic brings out. People want to find out more about you, about your law group. Uh, how, can they, how can they connect with you on the web? 
Uh, sure. Well, my easiest way is my phone number, 855-JOHN-BELL, J-O-N-B-E-L-L. And the website address is BellLG. So three L's, BellLG.com, Bell Law Group. All right. And there's a link to it in the show notes of this interview. We appreciate you coming on and explaining these things to us. And uh, hopefully after it's all over, we'll have you back on and uh, do a wrap up and see how things actually worked out. And if you have any questions for John, you can te- email me to my personal email address, kl at kerrylutz.com. And uh, go over to financialsurvivalnetwork.com. Sign up for your free newsletter. John, appreciate you coming on. Always a pleasure. I really appreciate the invite and any time. I'd be happy to return. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Carrie Lutz's Financial Survival Network, your solution to today's trying times. For the latest, go to FinancialSurvivalNetwork.com. Financial Survival Network, now more than ever.